0: Today is Wednesday, November 16th, 2022, and Donald Trump announces his 2024 run for president it's here you miss me yet missile hits poland and now it is known that that missile was fired from ukraine what the hell is going on and greg abbott deploys national guard and gunboats to secure the texas border against invasion of illegal aliens my name is benny johnson and this is the benny show Ladies and gentlemen, last night, Donald Trump announced his third, count them, three, one, two, three, third run for the highest office in the land. He did so from Mar-a-Lago. He did so inside of a room filled with supporters and filled with some of our many, many friends. We covered it live here. Now that we've had the evening to look through the clips and break it down, let us present to you Donald Trump's vision for America 2024, what he discussed last night in a very meat and potatoes speech, I would call it. And the reason I would call it that is because that's what you eat when you need your serving of good, healthy food. This is what Donald Trump talked about. Donald Trump talked about the meat and potatoes of politics, hitting on some very old campaign notes and doing so in a manner that was very calm and consistent and measured And many people said low energy, right? The haters said low energy, but I believe that this is Donald Trump taking a tact, right? Taking a tact toward what people want right now inside of a survival crisis for America. Not an identity crisis, a survival crisis, as we talked about yesterday. This is a survival crisis moment, and people need firm, calm, confident leaders, And if there are some major takeaways from the 2022 midterms, it's that those are things that certainly win. They won big here in Florida, for instance. Calm, measured, declared, put your head down, get the job done, leaders. That's what people are looking for. And Donald Trump did this. He was calm. He was sober. He was substantive. He was even humble which was pretty shocking for us as it pertains to some of the problems that face America right now. So let's begin. This is Donald Trump officially announcing his run for president in 2024.
1: In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for president of the
0: United States. There it is. That's the moment you've been waiting for. Donald Trump saying many, many times in many rallies, oh, I may have to do it again. Oh, you're going to be so happy. And here it is. Donald Trump making that room of people happy and making the thousands and thousands who were watching last night very happy as well. What do you think? Donald Trump 2024? Did you watch the speech? What do you think? 2024? What's happening? It's going to be a brawl. And we're going to get into how Donald Trump can win. There is only one path for Donald Trump to win here. We are clear-eyed realists on this program. There is a single path for Donald Trump to win, and it is a very similar path that he took in 2016 when he shocked the world and became president of the United States. Donald Trump had a little bit of red meat to chuck to the audience. The largest and longest standing ovation was him saying that Nancy Pelosi, you're fired.
1: We elected a group of incredibly talented America First leaders who will be stars of our party for many years to come. In the popular vote, another thing that's not discussed for the House, we must remember that Republicans won 5 million more votes, the largest margin in many, many years, over the Democrats. 5 million more votes, that's a big thing. Breaking the radical Democrats' grip on Congress was crucial. So in other words, because of our great congressmen and all of our great Congressmen and Congresswomen, we have taken over. Congress Nancy Pelosi has been fired. Isn't that right?
0: Nancy Pelosi has been fired is indeed the rally cry right now as conservatives, Republicans officially took the House yesterday afternoon with some key victories in the tight races that are being decided, of course, by mail-in ballots and ballot harvesting. As we have said time and time again on the show, we will never give it up. This is an offense-only show, and we will talk about how Republicans must win in the future. Mail-in balloting and ballot harvesting was the key to some shocking Democrat victories and holds this 2022 election cycle, and our leaders betrayed us in not understanding and modernizing the way that elections are counted. Donald Trump, stating that those leaders who betrayed us should never have been allowed to do that because term limits are something that we should absolutely put into place in our federal government. Boy, do I agree with him here. We wouldn't have a Nancy Pelosi problem or a Mitch McConnell problem if we had term limits. Watch.
1: To further drain the swamp, I will push for a constitutional amendment to impose term limits on members of Congress. It's time. It's time. And I will ask for a permanent ban on taxpayer funding of campaigns. A lifetime ban on lobbying by former members of Congress and cabinet <laughs> members. Now I see what they make. They leave the White House or they leave Congress and they're paid millions and millions and millions of dollars a year. Now you have to have a ban. We want to ban on members of Congress getting rich by trading stocks with insider information.
0: So let's say that that was definitely the most popular policy that Donald Trump talked about last night. Donald Trump talked in a wide ranging form about policies, foreign policy, saying that Ukraine wars would never be happening if he were in office and prove him wrong. There were no new wars when Donald Trump was in office. There were world peace Starting to bloom and blossom all around, uh, including, but not limited to the Mideast. Donald Trump brought great peace and brought brought great security, probably because uh some people believe they knew that Donald Trump was a madman. Listen, man, when you know, when when Donald Trump was talking with us on his plane, he was talking about how peace through strength and peace through literally proving to your enemies that you're you you loco that that actually works. And uh, indeed it did. I mean, there's no arguing with results. There is arguing with Donald Trump on COVID policy. You've seen probably the little tipped between Candace Owens, a friend of ours and a friend of this show, and Donald Trump over COVID uh, policies as it pertains to the end of Donald Trump's term when we knew very little about uh, this virus of unspecified origin and uh, very little about what was happening uh, in the world around us. It was a chaos time indeed. And a lot of huge mistakes were made. Donald Trump seemed to be rolling back some of his biggest mistakes, you could argue, last night by saying that the ending of all COVID policies, Biden era vaccine mandates and so on would be the absolute cornerstone of a 2024 run for him, a wildly popular campaign platform
1: we will abolish every Biden COVID mandate and rehire every patriot who was fired from our military with an apology and full back pay.
0: So there you go. Hiring them with back pay, hiring them back uh, because they were fired for these insane and inhuman policies. Good for you, Donald Trump. That is exactly what should happen. It is what happened also in New York as a New York Uh, Supreme Court judge ordered that all of the first responders who were fired because of the COVID policies of the regime there in Manhattan and in New York state get rehired. So good job, Donald Trump, on election integrity and election security, talking about voter ID and paper ballots. And voting on Election Day, something that we have been talking about, the mechanisms of voting. It is good for the GOP to start having this conversation about the mechanisms of voting and about the algorithms of balloting. Donald Trump, take it away.
1: I will immediately demand voter ID, same day voting and only paper ballots. paper ballots.
0: Okay, so good. We welcome this conversation about the mechanisms of voting. These are the kind of conversations you need to have. And it's why we've been going so hard against the GOP elites, because they refuse to have the tough conversations about how people vote, when people vote and the mechanisms of voting. They have buried their heads in the sand and they will lose forever. We will absolutely sacrifice any capacity to have majorities federally If we do not solve these issues and our leaders, Ronna McDaniel, Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell are not taking this issue seriously. Where were they? Where have they been on this front? We're very proud of our growing company here at The Benny Show. We're very proud of our growing audience. And for that, we have you to thank the listener. But we wouldn't be able to do this show without the technology that backs the show up. And the most important piece of technology is our cell phones. It keeps a news show like ours up and online. It keeps our team of 15 people connected in and out during this crazy news era and certainly during our live broadcast. And so that is why we trust pure talk to keep us connected and to keep us in the black as a company because pure talk allows us to run a smooth operation, a connected operation and a quick operation at the Benny show. There's literally no reason to pay for AT&T or T-Mobile or Verizon 80 bucks a month. Switch to pure talk for half the price. Blazing fast data at 30 a month. We use it at The Benny Show, and you should too. Pure Talk wants to keep the customer happy, and Pure Talk loves America. It's a company that's founded by a U.S. veteran, and they create jobs here in America. It's a company that supports me and my values. I invite you to switch to Pure Talk, just like our company did. It'll take you as little as 10 minutes. Show corporate America that you're done funding leftist policies. Go to puretalk.com and enter the promo code Benny to save 50% off your first month. Again, puretalk.com, promo code Code Benny to make the switch to Pure Talk. It is important for the GOP to begin to have this conversation. Donald Trump putting it forth now. Also, the superseding deep state and the tyranny state brought to you by Joe Biden, uh, culminating, of course, distilled into the Mar-a-Lago raid that certainly made the prompter last night. Donald Trump talking about the Mar-a-Lago raid and saying, why didn't they raid other presidents for doing the same The
1: FBI offered one million dollars to Christopher Steele, who wrote the fake dossier, if he will lie and say that the fake dossier was true. And he refused to do it, so it had to be really fake. And then they hired somebody, Demchenko, for two hundred thousand dollars a year to focus on Trump and to get Trump and other things. Including the raid of a very beautiful house that sits right here The raid of Mar-a-Lago think of it And I say why didn't you raid Bush's place? Why didn't you raid Clinton? 32,000 emails. Why didn't you raid Clinton's place? Why didn't you do? Obama who took a lot of things with him We will dismantle the deep state and restore government by the people
0: Boom shakalaka. There you go. This is certainly the biggest story leading into this election. It is hard to describe how big the Mar a Lago raid was. We covered it in great detail on this show. We've talked about it literally for months. It certainly dominated the pre election news cycle, and Donald Trump saying there that he is innocent and that he's done the exact same thing that many other presidents have done. Now, It it behooves us to say that this is still an ongoing case, and there are still uh, a a huge amount of legal questions to be answered on this front. Of course, it is deeply pernicious and evil, the rating of your political opponent. It's third world stuff, and there's a lot of third world stuff happening in this nation. We need a vision to lead us forward. We need people to bring us forward and to present a better vision for America. This is what won Donald Trump 2016, and this was how Donald Trump Donald Trump ended his speech last night.
1: Human knowledge and extend the horizons of human achievement. And we will plant our beautiful
0: American
1: flag very soon on the surface of Mars, which I got started.
0: All right. So there we go. Donald Trump giving sort of a uh, idealistic future America planting flags on other planets. Americans always love that. Americans love seeing the American flag driven deep into Martian soil. Take that red planet, and will we be a red nation once more? Well, if you look at a map, we are a red we are a red country. If you look at a map, there are little blue specks in this nation, and a, the entire country is a sea of red. But what will Be the result of that sea of red through a Republican primary process. What will happen? How will Trump navigate? a very crowded primary. Well, we can tell you this. The media has always hated Donald Trump, and they continue to hate Donald Trump starting last night and continuing throughout Donald Trump's entire life. And the reason they hate Donald Trump is because they actually love Donald Trump. It's kind of like Elon Musk and AOC. There is this unrequited love because the media wants to make record profits once more. And they know that Donald Trump brings them record profits, even though Donald Trump has been pretty quiet, pretty quiet, pretty low profile over the last N cannot stop talking about him. MSNBC cannot stop talking about him. Let you let let's let's talk about the elephant in the room. That being Donald Trump, literally the elephant in the room. The media love him. They need him. They must have him. They sit up at night like the meme of Wolverine looking at the framed photo and pawing at it. They need Trump. They must have him. They know that Ron DeSantis ain't the same opium, and they know that Tim Scott or Nikki Haley or Mike Pompeo ain't going to do the same thing for their readership. There's a specific type of animation that comes from the right and from the left. When you insert Donald Trump into the conversation, the media must have this fight because they must have money, that sweet cash. And so that's why you saw the media losing their minds last night. I kind of got it. I got to tell you guys, I sort of missed this. And I am now reminded of how completely broken our media is. Check out this NPR tweet. Uh, NPR saying uh, uh, in their headline, their hard news headline, this is, you funded it. By the way, you paid for this tweet. You paid for it, American taxpayer. Breaking Donald Trump, who tried to overthrow the rule of 2020 elections, fired deadly riot at the Capitol, but a deadly riot at the Capitol that only killed actually a Trump supporter who's also a veteran and we should mourn her, her name's Ashley Babbitt, whatever, desperate kept to keep himself in power of the president. Ah! Like, I kind of miss it. I kind of miss it. The media is losing their mind. They're melting down. And you kind of miss it. You haven't seen these kind of hysterics in a while. They've been waiting. They've been getting ready. They've been getting the pumps primed. The media need Donald Trump to run. The media has never been on the side of Donald Trump. They have always been against Donald Trump. The media will, of course, not decide the race in 2024. What will decide the race in 2024? What is Donald Trump's path to winning in 2024? Well, it certainly isn't through leftist media, and it certainly isn't through conservative media. National Review, a conservative publication, uh, has published this article. No, a firm, unmistakable. No upon Donald Trump's uh, speech. The editors, this is a op-ed about Donald Trump. So conservative media and left-wing media joining forces to say no to Donald Trump. CNN, of course, called it dark and divisive. Donald Trump going and saying that he's going to plant a flag on Mars. CNN knows this trick, baby. They know this trick. It's like handing uh, the ball to Dr. J and knowing what he's going to do with it. It's like given, it's it's like, it's like given the, uh, give the man. Why, why am Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, give him the rock and watch him do the hook. Okay. It's a single move. They know what he's going to do with it. CNN knows the play. They know what to do when they get the orange basketball, which is Donald Trump. They know how to toss it in. They have this thing memorized. It's muscle memory now. Seven years of calling Trump dark and divisive and evil and the worst thing to threaten to democracy. They are ready to go. Expect more of this. Here's CNN's initial meltdown.
2: But if this speech is any indication of what his campaign is going to look like, it is going to be very divisive and very dark. This was not your traditional campaign launch presidential speech where you talk about hope and change and coming into the country and and vibrancy. This was a very dark speech. It is the same rhetoric that he latched onto back in 2016 that largely carried him to the White House. Unclear if it would do that again.
0: Okay, so unclear if it would do that again. We're seeing the new 2016 sort of the changing of the guard, right? So we talked about yesterday Donald Trump's only path to the presidency, and it remains the same today after we've watched his speech and after we saw what he is presenting to the nation. Welcome to the all-important election month of November. Ladies and gentlemen, what do people care about? in this month. Well, polling shows that 7 out of 10 Americans think that inflation is the number one issue in America right now, and they are correct. Politicians are always talking about kitchen table issues. Well, what's on your kitchen table? Groceries. How's your grocery bill doing? How about the gas to get those groceries? How's your gas prices where you live? Inflation is rampant, and it's insane. It's only caused by one thing, the communists in Washington, D.C. spending too much money. That is why my family hedges against the withering effects of inflation on our savings by investing in gold. We invest in gold with our dear friends at Birch Gold. They have helped us protect our savings from 40-year high inflation. Text Benny to 989898 for your free info kit on diversifying into gold. Plus, when you do this by the end of the month, by Black Friday, you'll get a free gold bar with each purchase. Man, it's nice to open up my security deposit box and see those gold bars glistening, see something that Joe Biden cannot destroy. Ladies and gentlemen, I went gold and I'll never go back. Go gold today. Invest in something of real value with my friends at Birch Gold. Text Benny to 989898. There is a single path for Donald Trump to become president, and it is similar to his 2016 path, although it's not exactly the same. There is a different dynamic. So let's talk about that dynamic and then let's talk about the path. The dynamic is this, that Donald Trump is running in a different time than 2016. And we're not just talking the numbers on the calendar. We're talking about the mood of the nation. In 2016, you had years of infantile uh, uh, professor, lounge, Barack Obama, making America an open borders, globalist, multinational state and bringing forth sort of a faculty lounge approach to apologizing for America, a limp-wristed, flaccid approach to foreign policy and governance. And Americans said, damn it, no to that. It was a Jimmy Carter versus Ronald Reagan moment. Americans said no to the Barack Obama, uh, limp-wristed, limp-dick style of presidency, and said yes to the alpha male Donald Trump style of presidency. Very much in 1980, similar dynamics. That was an identity crisis for America. There are identity crises in America. This was an identity crisis election in 2016. Now is a survival crisis election. There are threats of nuclear war around the world There are major rival powers rising to America. America has been weakened and is experiencing multiple national catastrophes, inflation, open borders, a declining dollar, a declining stock market, and the inevitable collapse that will happen when the federal government shuts off the money supply, which will happen under Republican leadership in the House. So are you prepared for the collapse? What you're looking at in 24 is going to be a crisis election. This is a different election than in 2016. People are scared. People are nervous. The exit polls show this in 2022. People need a different type of leadership. And I think that Donald Trump understands this. And that is why Donald Trump took a different sober tact last night for his speech. He presented a very different Donald Trump than the man who did the wild flailings around, made fun of Marco Rubio with a water bottle and so on. He said a different Donald Trump. This is Donald Trump trying to read the moment. Now, what will win Donald Trump the presidency? There is only a single path, and that path is the same to every Donald Trump victory, and that is his base of support showing up in the primary. That is Donald Trump's path, his base of support showing up in the primary and then also in the general. Donald Trump has an incredible 30, 40, 50 percent of the GOP base that that are beloved to him. That is why Donald Trump never fell really below 90 percent approval rating in the Republican Party. And this is why Donald Trump nationally never really fell below 40 percent because he had this rock solid red wall of support that shows up for him. White, working class, working class Americans love their country, love the man's alpha energy. That is his path forward. That is his path through a crowded primary. You are seeing the rumblings of Nikki Haley saying she's going to announce Mike Pompeo, Mike Pence. Now, maybe you're laughing, but a crowded primary certainly is something that Donald Trump has faced. But it's not 2016. It's a survivalist election. People are looking for different. And again, Donald Trump, you must remember a time before Donald Trump, Donald Trump was a very new entity in 2016. Now people have seen Donald Trump and they know him. So there are different dynamics at play. But the same thing is true. Donald Trump's base will be what carries him. How hardened is that base? How solid is that red wall for Donald Trump? That is the question for him strategically and politically. According to the Federalist, Donald Trump launched his third consecutive bid for the White House in order to make America glorious again. Tonight, I'm announcing my presidency for the United States. Trump said, I think Trump sucks up all the energy from the room, no matter what Megyn Kelly said on Dave Rubin's show at the end of October. Kelly claimed that not even someone as skilled as politician and savvy as Ron DeSantis could overcome that. And she's right in the sense that Donald Trump does suck up all the energy from the room. And what that is a roundabout way of saying is that Donald Trump has a firm base of support in the Republican primary. 2015, 2016, that's exactly what Trump did, despite often being written off by every establishment figure in Washington. That's happening again. And the novice politician with the background in television and corporate real estate had no experience running for office. But he began the race at the center of every debate stage, except one that he refused to attend. The brash TV celebrity was a goldmine for ratings. He drove viewers to cable news and even boosted Saturday Night Live's numbers to its highest in years. Trump earned more coverage than every other candidate, which never mattered if it was negative. And it remained negative throughout his entire administration. So, I mean, again, the media doesn't like Donald Trump. Like, come on, man. Like, we're living in 2022, soon to be 2023. Right now, we'll have the Iowa caucuses in a year. A year from now, we'll have the Iowa caucuses. Come on people. Let's get real. What's actually happening here? What's happening is that Donald Trump's base was energized by the new brand of conservative populism coming to fruition. It stayed with him. His support rarely ever dropped below 30 percent. He he became the most popular Republican in the country, and he led every single poll throughout the race. In 2015, in a campaign stop in Iowa, Louisiana Governor Bobby Jindal, uh, whose struggled presidential effort never made it to the caucuses, became vocally frustrated. I realize that the best way to make news is to mention Donald Trump. That's the gold standard for making news these days, Jindal said. Donald Trump went on to frustrate every single Republican candidate, defeat them all, Jeb Bush dropping out after South Carolina, you will recall, after spending and blowing $100 million, just blowing it right into the bonfire. A firm, unmistakable no read Tuesday night's Twitter post from National Review, however. The media has once again turned on Trump, as they always have. DeSantis, on the other hand, is considered by many to be an irresistible alternative to lead Republican ticket in 2024. Last week, DeSantis won re-election in Florida's governor by nearly 20-point landslide and led his traditionally purple swing state through an anticipated red wave that was absent from the rest of the country. Since the midterms, DeSantis has become the first Republican to lead Trump in presidential primary polls since Senator Ted Cruz did in February of 2016. But what this article is arguing is that the establishment and their candidates have always failed to overcome Trump's base of support. The lesson from 2016 is that Trump is not to be underestimated, no matter how dire his chances are of claiming the presidency seem among the Washington establishment and particularly the Republican elite. Trump remains a dominant figure in the party with a core of supporters that will be hard to turn away from someone they see as the crusader for the common people despite every force against him. And in fact, because of every force against him, the more you hit Trump, the more it resonates to his base that he is indeed standing against the establishment. In his announcement on Tuesday, Trump reminded the voters that the country had improved under his leadership. He reminded Americans that they could afford gasoline and groceries on the same paycheck and that the Southern border was in check. He also talked about nuclear Armageddon in sort of this way to differentiate the fact that Do- you might not like Donald Trump's tweets, but at least Donald Trump is going nuclear on Twitter and not practically nuclear in real life, which is what Joe Biden is spiraling us towards. And we'll get to that in just one moment. China, Russia, Iran, North Korea were in check. They respected the United States. And quite honestly, they respected me, Trump said. America's comeback starts right now. This, I think, is probably the, the soberest and best take on Donald Trump's 2024 race. Donald Trump will win. His path to victory is through the primaries in Iowa, South Carolina, New Hampshire, and other states. These are states that are very pro-Trump. We'll see what the Republican primary voters have to say. We'll see who announces. It is going to be a crowded field. We already know that there are a couple other people that are planning on announcing. It is going to be a crowded field. It is going to be crowded debates. It's going to be a wild year. It's going to be a wild two years, something like you've never seen before in your life. And remember this, the poll that was published on Election Day from The Washington Post, Chris Eliza, said there is a 0% chance of Donald Trump becoming president. That's what they said in, on Election Day in 2016, a 0% chance of Donald Trump becoming president. And then he became president. Never underestimate Trump and never underestimate his supporters, many of them in the audience. And we say, God bless you. That is the reality of Donald Trump in 2024. We shall see what happens. That's his path to the presidency, and this, ladies and gentlemen, will become a dire time. It is a survivalist election, not an identity crisis election. This is an important thing to differentiate. If you say that Donald Trump was low energy last night, or that he was like very calm, or like, what's going on with Donald Trump? It's because he's reading the room, and I think it's because Donald Trump understands that he needs to be a little less crazy on the campaign trail, and that people want solemn, people want sober, because people look around and they see, my God, we are this close to nuclear war. And this is what happened yesterday in Poland, where a errant missile struck a couple of innocent civilians inside of Poland, killing a few tragically. Poland is on the border of Ukraine, and this missile was first reported to have been fired from Russia. What would that mean? That means that Article 5 would be invoked and that Russia would have to face the whirlwind of every NATO country, including America. And that we would have to declare war on Russia, perhaps, or they would have to see some type of unified NATO front in retaliation for this attack. That's scary stuff. Russia is the world's number one nuclear power. Russia has more nuclear weapons than America. Russia is a very dangerous place right now. Russia seems to not be doing super well under Vladimir Putin's leadership. Uh, Vladimir Putin seems to be a very erratic, deeply unwell person. And so, you don't want to poke the bear when it's in the corner of the cage. So, what is happening here? Well, Ukrainian officials, along with the AP, immediately ran with what we now know to be fake news, stating that this missile was fired from Russia. When in reality, and thank God, and we say this tragic event, but we don't want world war. I don't want to be drafted. And I doubt that you want to go fight in Joe Biden's army in some foreign country for some insane war that you want nothing to do with. I am disgusted at my tax dollars paying for it. And your tax dollars probably paid for the missile that we now know was probably fired from Ukraine in retaliation and ended up striking Poland. So it was actually Ukraine that bombed a NATO country, killing innocent civilians. Here's the news. Well, meantime, Polish President
1: Andrzej Duda has issued a statement tonight saying that Poland has no definitive evidence of who fired the rocket that fell on a village near the Ukrainian border, killing two of its citizens. Tuesday's strike came as Russian forces targeted the Ukrainian power grid with more than 90 missiles striking targets inside Ukraine. Now, President Biden was asked if it's too early to say whether the missile was fired from Russia. Preliminary information that contests that, I don't want to say that till we completely investigate, but it, it is, uh, I, 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 it's unlikely in the minds of the trajectory that it was fired from Russia. Now, Poland will reportedly request consultations under NATO's Article 4 and raise the incident
0: at a UN Security Council meeting on Wednesday. All right. So this is the real news. The real news is that this missile was errantly fired. That didn't stop Vladimir Zelensky from claiming that it was Russia bombing NATO. This is fake news. But here it is. Stalся те про що ми давно попереджали. Ми
1: говорили про те, терор не обмежується нашими державними кордонами, вже
0: поширюється на територію Молдови. А сьогодні російські ракети ударили по Польщі, по території нашої дружньої країни. Загинули люди. Прийміть, будь ласка,
2: співчуття від усіх українських братів. Скільки разів Україна говорила про те, що нашою країною держава-терорист не обмежиться. Польща, держави Балтії – це питання часу, коли б російський терор пішов далі. Треба поставити на місце терориста.
0: So this is Zelensky pushing fake news. The AP pushed fake news. The AP wrote this up uh, unquestioningly that this was Russia. We actually recorded a video on this. And then we sat back soberly and said, wait a second, what is, what is actually going on here? And we watched the news trickle in. And now you can see that, of course, this was indeed fake news. It's dangerous, dangerous. Ukrainian officials lied about this. Then they went on Twitter and said that the real... Actual reality, which is that Ukraine bombed a NATO country, that that was Russian disinformation. It's insane. We are inside of the information wars here. The reality now, according to the AP, is that three U.S. officials said that preliminary assessments suggest the missile was fired by Ukrainian forces at an incoming Russian missile. And then one of the um, one of the Ukrainian missiles uh, errantly uh, flew I uh, had a malfunction or flew midair and um, tragically struck Poland, killed some people. That didn't stop Ukrainian officials from pushing fake news that could have led to World War Three. There was a photographer that went through and took photos of the missile. And those the, the, the parts of the missile have been identified as being a Ukrainian uh, a, of Ukrainian origin. And so. Thank God. You know. Honestly, it's 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 becoming very very dangerous world out there. And the more you spend in times like this, and the more you look at stories like this, the more you realize how valuable it is that Elon Musk bought Twitter. I mean, wrapping it all around, the way that information travels on a direct pulse, on a direct beat is through the through Twitter. Twitter is the best breaking news source on the planet. And if it were not for first off, citizen journalists going and taking photos of this missile. And if it were not for real reporters checking facts, then we may think to this very moment that this was Russia bombing a NATO country. You may have started the third world war. So shame on everyone involved. So utterly irresponsible and belligerent and calm the hell down. Everyone calm down. Have peace talks now. Let's Relax in this part of the world. It's extremely dangerous, and we do not have the competent leadership uh, in order to deal with a crisis like this. Speaking of competent leadership, Kevin McCarthy, I've been against Kevin McCarthy's speakership on pure meritocracy. I have nothing against Kevin McCarthy. Meritocracy says that you should have won 35 to 50 seats in the House, and you've won like two. And so Kevin McCarthy does not deserve to be leader because he didn't present a correct platform that would inspire. Independence and the Republican base and maybe even Democrats to come out inside of a environment that was historic. It's historically bad for Democrats. And he literally bucked the trend of history to essentially lose. Now, do- now he will become speaker. It looks like Kevin McCarthy is going to have to do a battle in order to get the votes to become speaker. He is now the Republican candidate for speaker based on a plurality of votes yesterday, but he still needs 218 votes to become Speaker of the House. So we'll see what he can do between now and the actual Speaker elections. But yo, he does not deserve a promotion. Nobody inside the corporate GOP deserves a promotion here. But here we go. Kevin McCarthy nominated to become Speaker of the House according to Breitbart. Republicans nominated House Speaker Kevin McCarthy on Tuesday to be the next Speaker of the House. House Republicans selected McCarthy to become the 53rd Speaker of the House. Republicans are now slated to win back the House majority. McCarthy received 188 votes, beating Andy Biggs, Freedom Caucus chairman, who received 31 votes. There was uh, reportedly lots of cheering in support of McCarthy. The House will have to vote on making McCarthy speaker in January, meaning that McCarthy will have to garner 218 votes. He doesn't have those right now. Many House conservatives, including House Freedom Caucus members, have sought rule changes as a condition of supporting McCarthy, including enacting the majority of the majority rule that would ensure that the House Republicans will uh, should only put a bill on the floor if it is supported by the majority of Republicans. Diversify the steering committee so that all Republicans can have input on committee assignments. McCarthy said on day one of taking back the House that they will pass a bill that would repeal 87,000 IRS agents hired on the under the $700 billion Inflation Reduction Act. He also said that he would eliminate proxy voting. House Republicans will also elect other members to House Republican leadership, including Chair Whip and Policy Chair. So, of course, Kevin McCarthy is a person uh, who nominated Liz Cheney into a leadership role. Kevin McCarthy wanted Liz Cheney somehow to serve there. Not a great judge of character. Again, we have nothing personally against Kevin McCarthy. Uh, we are anti Kevin McCarthy on pure meritocracy. He did not present a winning message. He did not galvanize our base. He produced something called the compact with America. Don't make me fall asleep. Boring. Rolled out like Newt Gingrich as like the big winner in the election. You never heard anything. The guy doesn't know how to do media. The guy has no idea how to galvanize the Republican base support. And more importantly, he's from California. Sorry, I was actually born in California, lived there for a few years of my early life before, thankfully, my parents moved us to Iowa. But, you know, got nothing against Californians personally. But, yo, like, you're not from a red state. You do not represent the base. You do not represent what our base and what the Republican Party uh, stands for right now. People in Florida, Texas, uh, Tennessee, that's far more in line with the Republican base and where the Republicans live. Kevin McCarthy from California. And by the way, it's Kevin McCarthy's state with with permanent mail-in voting and with weeks and months of counting balloting that is leading to him having such a slim majority in the House. So many of these Republican seats that we are losing are in Kevin McCarthy's home state. He has done nothing to fix his elections at home. Someone from California should not be leading the Republican Party in the year 2022. And them's just the breaks, man. That those are the breaks. So hit the bricks. We are against Kevin McCarthy's leadership. Uh, we 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 will we can be convinced. Okay, go and be an actual leader, and we can be convinced that you are the person for the job. But as of right now, your record as the little doorman for Paul Ryan, uh, when he was leader and did literally nothing, did nothing for our base. When you had a unified House and Senate and the presidency, you couldn't even repeal Obamacare. Guys, I mean, the the like they this failed group of GOP leaders must go. They have earned nothing, and it is time for them to go. Nothing personal. Nothing personal, although I do have something personal against Mitch McConnell because he backstabbed my boy Blake Masters. But there you go, ladies and gentlemen. I am against Kevin McCarthy's leadership. I'm certainly against Tom Emmer's leadership. Who Tom Emmer won? This guy is an absolute total rhino. He's from the state of Minnesota. This guy, uh, this guy won yesterday. Tom Emmer won. I think conference chair. Anyway, we were disgusted by that. Jim Banks should have won that seat. So we're following these elections closely. We're uh, very depressed by them, quite frankly. Uh, There is no, like there has been no consequences for the people that enacted the COVID policies in this country. There have been no no consequences for the Republicans that failed our party. And we're going to talk tomorrow about what is the purpose of the Republican Party? Like, why does the Republican Party exist? We're going to do a very long thought process on what is the point of having a Republican Party? What is the purpose of this? What is the reason for a Republican party's existence because the Republican Party is defying its its reason for being right now. And Tom Emmer won a GOP whip. This is the uh, scumbag who attacked Tucker Carlson. This is the guy who is like a total rhino from Minnesota. Um, this is the guy that pushes ESG and that advocated um, for like a popular vote in, instead of the Electoral College, he advocated against the Constitution. What the hell is going on? What the hell is going on? Well, it is the machine at work again. No consequences. No consequences ever for Democrats. No consequences ever for corporate Republicans. No consequences ever for the elite. No consequences for the establishment. You want to know how you got Trump? This is how you got Trump. And I'll say this in you know conclusion of the story Uh, the reason you got Trump was because you ran people like John McCain for president, Mitt Romney for president, Paul Ryan for vice president. You ran these people and the party said no. The party was disgusted by the corporatist DC slime bag that didn't represent our base and didn't have the urgency to win. Kevin McCarthy does not have the urgency. He can prove me wrong and I welcome him too. But that is why we have been a couple members of Congress texting me, man, you've been anti-Kevin. Yes, I have been because I believe in meritocracy, whether it's my two-year-old getting a lollipop or whether it's Kevin McCarthy becoming Speaker of the House. I believe in meritocracy. And if you lost every one of the 35 toss-up seats, every single one of them, you couldn't win any of the GOP toss-up seats. You were supposed to win by 50 seats. Now you'll have a You'll have a dysfunctional majority that is thinner than Nancy Pelosi's majority as she passes you the gavel. So, like, two or three members can hold you over a barrel. Not good. Not good. What real leadership looks like is what Texas did yesterday. You want to talk about where real leaders live. It's not California. It's Texas. Greg Abbott deployed the National Guard yesterday, gunboats, and he secured the Texas border against the invasion of illegal aliens. Good for you. He declared an emergency. This is what Carrie Lake was supposed to do. Carrie Lake, by the way, is in recount territory in Arizona. They're not wanting you to hear that. She's within like a fraction of a percentage point in recount territory in Arizona. So we'll see what happens with Carrie Lake in that state. Texas declared a state of emergency and a crisis on their border that will give the governor of Texas some awesome powers to build walls and to deport illegal aliens, ladies and gentlemen. On Tuesday, Texas Governor Greg Abbott announced that he had invoked an invasion clause in both the state and federal constitutions in an attempt to put an end to Biden's border crisis. In a statement posted on Twitter, Abbott explained that by treating the flow of illegal Criminal migrants as an invasion, Texas would be able to tackle the problem with unprecedented vigor. I invoke the invasion clauses of the U.S. and Texas constitution to fully authorize Texas and to take unprecedented measures to defend our state against invasion, Abbott said. Abbott revealed that his government will deploy both the National Guard and the Texas Department of Safety to repel and turn back and arrest those trying to enter the country illegally. In addition, he expressed intentions by constructing a border wall. We've heard that before. Go ahead and do it and we'll play the footage in multiple counties and deploying gunboats and designating Mexican drug cartels as foreign terrorist organizations, which they are. Abbott noted that Texas does not intend to act alone in this endeavor and will enter into agreements with states and foreign nations to secure the border. God bless Greg Abbott doing God's work. Here it is.
2: And in Texas, Governor Greg Abbott declaring the border crisis an invasion and preparing to invoke a clause in the Texas Constitution to take matters into his own hands and seal off the border. Governor Abbott saying, I invoke the invasion clauses of the U.S. and Texas constitutions to fully authorize Texas to take unprecedented measures to defend our state against an invasion. Meanwhile, a federal judge striking down Title 42 on Tuesday, which allowed the expulsion of migrants crossing illegally, that could lead to even greater numbers of migrants. Governor Abbott planning to keep the busing of migrants to sanctuary cities going with one scheduled to arrive in Philadelphia tomorrow. Abbott's office says the migrants will be dropped off at William H. Gray, the 30th Street station tomorrow morning. Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kenney has long celebrated and fought for sanctuary city status, making that city an ideal addition to Texas list of drop off locations.
0: <laughs> See, that's the energy. That's the energy that wins. That's the energy that won DeSantis. An ama- amazing poll. We don't have it queued up for you. but There is an incredible poll out of Florida saying that first-generation Latino immigrants far outnumber those who, let me restate this, first-generation legal immigrants to Florida from Hispanic nations, from Latin American countries. They are in Favor a plurality of them are in favor of the Martha's Vineyard drop-off flights. They loved it. They were huge fans of it. This is the alpha energy that wins. There are two trains of thought here for the 2022 midterm elections. Two trains of thought that says, "Oh, we ran two extreme candidates. oh we ran dangerous candidates, extreme candidates." Well, what is Ron DeSantis? What is Ron DeSantis? Ron DeSantis fights back against Disney, crushes the rat in their own trap, flies migrants to Martha's Vineyard, to Barack Obama's hometown. Ron DeSantis passes the most, you know, right-wing policies in America, in a purple state, and then wins in a massive red wave. Ron DeSantis passes voter integrity and voter security. Ron DeSantis, like, governs, and behaves like the conservative republican governor of your dream like he he passes the things that the base loves and he crushes the dissent here we have the polling that says yo latinos loved it so give me this crap that somehow it was like too many there were too many uh crazy people out there and you couldn't win because they were, because they didn't like abortion. No, the polling in Florida and the polling in Texas proves otherwise. It proves otherwise. There is an, there is a lot to take away from this election. But this, ladies and gentlemen, is an absolute stunner. Ron DeSantis, of course, winning suburban women, winning Latino voters, doubling his share of the Puerto Rican vote. It's uh, like hard to find a category where Ron DeSantis didn't win. Ron DeSantis won post-grads, post-grads, like not just the educated, the overeducated in the state of Florida. So don't tell me that it's because we had like two, two hard line of candidates. No. And here's Greg, uh, Greg Abbott bussing migrants into Philadelphia, which they arrived this morning. I don't think we have the, I don't have, think we have the actual I don't think we have the the footage of that, but these migrants arrived this morning in Philadelphia. Greg Abbott back on it. People love this style of leadership. They want this style of leadership. And they elected Greg Abbott. Again, I think Beto lost by some 15, 20 points. Beto lost by just an absolute landslide in Texas. People love the style of leadership. Do not take the wrong lessons away from 2022. The lessons from 2022 is that people don't like mush. The lessons from 2022 is that the balloting procedures, the vote harvesting procedures, and permanent vote by mail in states are real problems. and that we have mechanical problems as a Republican party as it pertains to gathering our votes. So ladies and gentlemen, what other problems do we have around the world? Well, yikes, all the leaders of the world are right now at a G20 globalist summit They're talking about permanent digital vaccine passports and so on. Xi Jinping is there from the Communist Party of China, leader, now dictator for life. That is what Xi Jinping is. And he dressed down Justin Trudeau yesterday, his little ball gag boy. He dog walked Justin Trudeau across the stage in a humiliating fashion. Uh, Justin Trudeau shaking, can barely walk after his... Master Xi Jinping dog walks them for leaking to the press at their meeting. We thought this was a pretty shocking clip. Check it out.
2: Everything
0: we discussed is then leaking to the paper. That's not
2: appropriate.
0: And that's not all the way the conversation was conducted. <laughs>
1: If there is... 否则, if In there is a Free and open and frank dialogue and that is What we will continue to have, we will... I continue to, to work constructively together, 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 but there will be 对, things we will disagree on, and we
0: will have to... Let's create the conditions first. 好。好。<laughs> Uh, ladies and gentlemen if you don't laugh sometimes you'll cry not everything is going great right now in this country that is always fun to watch justin trudeau get owned it harkens us back to our favorite moment probably this year with the trucker protests in ottawa when justin trudeau just got completely wrecked then canada dropped all their vaccine mandates thing of beauty Hear Justin Trudeau just absolutely uh fail like t- t- truly like like f- like unable to walk after being dressed down by his communist master. Justin Trudeau had previously said that he was a big fan of Chinese communism and that he really admires Chinese communism. And you wonder why they treated the noble And patriotic Canadian truckers, the way that they did, man, they ended up breaking into their vehicles and kicking them out and banning free speech and debanking them. Totally evil. But Justin Trudeau lost that battle. He lost that battle. And now, thus proving to you exactly what happens when you try and appease the communists. Man, dude, he just got ripped a new one. And they knew that the cameras were on. So bad news for justin trudeau listen man f around and find out if you are this is what weakness looks like on the world stage that's what alpha energy versus beta energy looks like on the world stage justin trudeau jelly in his legs as he walked away we don't have jelly in our legs we have iron in our spine we have brass in our balls and we have gunfire in our guts on this show and we are ready ladies and gentlemen for the fight it's gonna be a bruiser through 2024. We will be here the cover of the TikTok for you. Of course we're not on TikTok, Chinese spyware that, but we will show you the behind the scenes. We will take you places where cameras often are not allowed and we will tell you the real stories. We want the party to be strong in 2024. We want the party to have champions in 2024 and we want to defeat communism and marxism in this country. We'll do it with the right priorities. God, family, country. Those are our priorities on this show. And we'll do it by remaining free men and women the way we were born. That is our birthright. We have to get smart as a party. This is a warning shot. This is a warning call to us. The 2022 midterms, the elections. We need people who are serious about reform and serious about fixing this place. Otherwise, baby, you can just kiss it goodbye. We are inspired down here in the state of Florida. We are inspired down here. We know the way. There is the way. We can win. Let not your hearts be troubled. No black pills on this channel. No doomers on this channel. We will bring you the straight hot dish. And ladies and gentlemen, we will win. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show.